Hello and welcome to Queenstown Property Chat. I'm your host, Maria Rosa, a licensed real estate agent. Every week, I'll be bringing you fresh and current insights into the Queenstown property market so you can stay informed by the best local experts. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Queenstown Property Chats. This week I spoke with Nathan G. He's a property manager with Bailey's Property Management. It was a really good conversation because I know that there's a lot of people out there that don't have a place to live or constant you know currently trying to find somewhere to live or if you're advertising your room you know you can put a post on Queenstown Trading and you've got like 200 messages within 24 hours so it was really good to have a catch up with him and understand what is sort of going on and you know the cycle and the patterns that you see in the rental space in Queenstown so I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. Hi Nathan, thank Hello. you for coming on to Queenstown Property Chats. Um, it's great to have you on and to talk about what's going on in the Queenstown rental market. Um, but before we get into that, can you give us a bit introduction about yourself and the company? Yeah, sure. Um, we were formerly known as Queenstown Accommodation Centre. Uh, recently, uh, about four months ago, uh, we came under the, the Bailey's umbrella, um, where we became Bailey's Property Management. Um, we've got a total of 20 staff um, in the offices in Queenstown, Arrowtown, Cromwell and Wanaka. Um, over those office, um, offices, sorry, uh, we have over 100 years of property management experience. Um, so there's a few old ones in there. Um, personally, I'm from Christchurch. Um, I moved down in 2002. Um, I moved away in 2008 and I was involved in the earthquakes Um I was working for the government um, where I was a facilities manager. Um, I was made redundant due to the earthquakes and then I was transferred to EQC and then I became a claims officer at AMI. So um, after doing all of that in a whirlwind, I decided, well, I'm getting out of here and I moved back down to Queenstown in 2011. Um, I've also got an extensive hospitality experience with 20 years running, managing and consulting um, in the security industry, hospitality. Um, and I've personally been with um, Bailey's Property Management, or QAC, uh, for the last five and a half years. So. Yes, you've seen it grow and change quite a bit as well. Yeah, though. yet the industry's changed, the, the town's changed, it's, it's becoming... Uh, it's, beca- it's becoming bigger, it's getting closer and closer to, to a city. <laughs> well, let's start with, can you tell us what's happening in the rental situation in Queenstown at the moment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a lot and nothing, unfortunately. Um, the, the last 12 months has obviously seen a lot of uh, immigration into New Zealand, a lot of migration to Queenstown. Um, this is due to the massive amount of jobs that have been in the region. Um, recovery from COVID was, it was very slow in Queenstown compared to the rest of New Zealand. Um, we'd, this was coupled with in June last year when the borders opened. Um, so we obviously had a lot more people coming in. Businesses were running on skeleton staff, so it was all the mad scramble to get people back working into the industry. Well, yeah, and get in the work back. Um, with that, there's been a real shortage of long-term rentals. Um, 
coupled with employers um, getting into the market as well, wanting um, staff accommodation um, and attempting to rent properties from the likes of us as well, you know, for their staff, whichever industry they're in. Um, you know, and this is ranging from construction companies, hospitality, um, bars, restaurant staffs. Um, we're advertising three bedroom properties and with five to seven days, we're getting, you know, around 100 applications on some properties. Yeah, and I speak to everybody and everyone knows someone that's looking for a place to move to and there's just not enough housing. Yeah, absolutely. It's, um, you know, and you do hear some, some terrible, terrible stories, but it's very much case of point of... Um, at this point in time, you know, it's with rents increasing and, you know, are these people going to be able to look after the property and be able to pay the rents that are being asked at this point in time? Um, because the market, obviously, if there's a lot more demand and little supply, is driving prices up. Um, what, yeah. So what do you think is the main, well, some of the key reasons behind the shortage of housing at the moment? Um, well, that a lot of it's to do with COVID recovery. Uh, market rents are now where they were pre-COVID. Um, we were at 875 to 900 a week for a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house. We're back at those levels now, coupled with cost of living, inflation, interest rates, everything's just piled up and all these costs get passed on, whether it be to the consumer at the supermarket or whether it be to the renter, um, you know, in, in an investment property. Um, you know, interest rates have, have doubled, you know, for some owners. Um, depending on their financial situations, they, they're leveraged, you know, so these have to be passed on. Um, you know, it'd be nice to, to keep the rents down, but with the opportunity, mm. you know, they're, they're having to pass that on, otherwise they're, they're pushing themselves into a bigger hole. Definitely. And so when there is this high demand and limited housing, what sort of challenges do you face as a property manager and the landlords, and how are you overcoming them? Uh... I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of lot of terrible, terrible stories. And meeting those people personally and, you know, a family of, not so long ago, I had a family of six with a dog that were living in a tent at 12 Mile. Um, you know, and hearing those stories, they've got jobs, they're here to work, they've moved down from up north, uh, but they're unable to, to secure a, a rental property. Um, and, you know, the, the rental rates are obviously a lot higher than where they were previously and, I think it was Whanganei they were, they were based in originally. But because the market rent for a four-bedroom house is a lot different to what the market rent for a four-bedroom house in Queenstown is, they're, you know, unable to find some, secure something, you know, to live comfortably with their, with their large family. And how, how is it then that you choose between people? Is it just based on the best application, who's put it in first, references? With the change in, in laws with no-cause terminations, um, you know, we have to put in um, tenants where we, there's no, um, we're not creating work for ourselves down the line in regards to rental arrears or um, cleanliness or, or, or parties or something like that. Um, you know, if we're, a lot of our property, we've got the oldest portfolio in town, um, so, you know, for a lot of my properties, I know the neighbours of the properties with the rentals I've got. Um, you know, for instance, I've got one property where there's a retired couple and a couple that have, you know, they're, they're quite old, they're in their 80s and they're probably due to go to the retirement home quite soon. But I wouldn't put, um, you know, a, a three 20-year-old males in there just knowing what, you know, it's looking at what the situation is 
However, you know, if I'm able to get um, a family in there, um, you, or, you know... Um, Someone that's in a more vulnerable situation. That are yeah. in a desperate situation, if we can, we absolutely will try to, um, you know, but ultimately we present all these applications to the owner and we give them an overview of who's applying um, and, you know, ultimately it's their decision of, you know, which direction we sort of go in. Um, okay, so normally that decision is actually put onto the owners, like if they're willing to yeah. get that involved, obviously it will be different. Yep, I mean, um, we don't... It's our job to, to you know, um, to get through everything and, and work through the mud and find the diamonds for them. Um, and, you know, where we've got 60 applications on it, it's our job to go through those 60 and find 10, 10 or 20 that we believe will be suitable. The owners might have a property um, that's dog-friendly. Let's yeah. just say, for instance. So, you know, it's sorting through those applications and putting them forward, thinking, well, Look, they're open to a fam- you know, open to a dog. Here's a family with a dog with rental references. These guys would be ideal. Um, and so, have there been any government policies or rules that have helped make this rental situation better, or there's some that have actually made them worse recently? Um, it's it's very much a case in point where there's no backstop for for the owners if something does go wrong. Um, you know, if there's if they're not paying rent on time, um, I mean, we can obviously go for a termination if they do it within a set period of time. But if they're just constantly behind, um, we're not in a position to go, well, you know, we're not re- renewing the tenancy. So there's no real backstop on that on that sort of side of it. Um, they've taken away no-cause terminations, which on the grand scheme of things I don't have an issue with, but they need to make... Could you explain what that means? So it means that at the end of the tenancy, Mr. Owner can go, oh, look, I don't want to renew the tenancy. Let's re-advertise it. Um, I don't mind that being taken away, but I think there needs to be more protections on... So now you can no longer just at the end of the tenancy be like, that's the end of it, you need to leave. So at the end of the fixed-term tenancy, um, if there's nothing agreed upon, or if the owner's... He can terminate under certain circumstances, if he decides to sell it or move back into it, um, otherwise, if, if no one comes back and no one sort of gets in touch, the tenancy rolls from a fixed term to a periodic. Okay. Um, which is fine, you know, security of tenure and keeping people in place. Um, but it would be nice if they had protections for owners if there were those issues with, um, you know, uh, antisocial behaviour. Um, they've put domestic violence in, and that's just a recent thing, and that's great where a, a tenancy can be terminated within 72 hours. Absolutely if amazing. domestic violence within the house. Okay, yeah, that's so really we just have the, we need a um, police report yeah. um, in respects to that and a letter from, from one of the parties saying yeah. we wish to terminate the tenancy, and that's great. That's, you know, owners are pretty understanding when it comes to things like that. Definitely. Overall, I mean, I've never struck anyone that's, um, you know, copped, copped a little bit of an attitude about it. They've all been very understanding and gone, okay, no harm, no foul, let's sort that out, you know, help them and, We'll move on. Um, so that's you know that's a great thing that's coming, but there just needs to be more protections if there are ongoing yeah. issues at properties. And just going back to the market in Queenstown, then how have you seen it change over the years? Is what we're seeing right now this you know shortage of housing just a continual cycle that you usually see around this time of year? Or yeah, um, I mean. It was always sort of as we lead into the winter season, sort of around March, April, we get the mad rush of all the, the people from overseas that want to, to be here for the winter season. 
Um, so all of those houses that are available fill up reasonably quickly and then sort of May, June, July is always sort of that quieter period because yeah. there's no houses to rent. Everyone's here that wants to be here. They're working up the mountain or that you know they're working in hospo so they can yeah. ski or snowboard during the day. Um, that's not so much um, because because the market's so tight now. Um, it's very much a case in point of you know people can come into town and you know they'll have to leave reasonably quickly if they haven't already established accommodation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. You know, there's a lot of people couch surfing and staying in vans and cars and in hostels and hostels can't guarantee. Uh, you know, tenure for them and stuff like that. So they're only here for a short period of time until they realise I'm not going to get anything. I'm going to have to move back to wherever I'm from. And do you have any long-term strategies or ideas in mind that you think could improve the rental situation in Queenstown? You know, um, what changes would you like to see? I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of things being proposed, and there is a lot of things coming up. But there's been a lot more onus being put on businesses where. When I first come to Queenstown, there was a lot of staff accommodation. Um, they decided that these assets were lost and they, they could make more money, you know, investing that money elsewhere. So they decided to sell all of these staff accommodation houses and all the rest of it down the track. Here we are 20 years down and, you know, there's businesses buying apartments and houses for their staff accommodation. Um, you know, there, there will be more staff accommodation become available, um, but... I mean, that's going to be a year, 18 months down the track. Um, accountability on, you know, on businesses a little bit is great. I mean, um, because not every owner wants to put in, has a three-bedroom house and wants no. to put in six night workers, um, you know, and, and increase the wear and tear on the house because there's six of them and they're working, one, one lot's working days, one lot's working nights in the houses you know, constantly in use as such. Um, so, yeah, it's, that side of it's really good. There's a lot of people out there that are proposing to do things and there's a lot of plans and a lot of scope for that kind of work, um, which is going to be great, um, you know, and I think once we sort of get over this next year, um, you know, it will be great. Um, you know, there'll be plenty more work because there will be plenty more accommodation um, and there will be plenty more growth um, in the region, um, I don't think it'll be just sort of, um, you know, just Queenstown. I think it will affect, you know, Cromwell, Arrowtown, um, and Wanaka as well, which is growing exponentially as well. And just before we then wrap this up, for the renters out there that are struggling to find a place in Queenstown, what yep. are some things that they can do to make that application stand out? Yep. Um, so for us, uh, there's a lot of there's a lot going on with scammers and, and the likes. Oh, really? Um, which you know. Uh, People have been um, yeah, scammed out of money and, and paid the rent without viewing the house. We, us as a business, and I know a lot of the other property management companies, um, they, you know, will ask you to view the house. Contact these these people. It, if you can't go through personally, get sent through a walkthrough video, um, you know, to have a look at it. Read the advertising. Sometimes the advertising in the blurb, it might say that it's, they want a long-term tenancy and you only want three months. So, yeah, you know, read work. through it to save you that hassle. Um, turn up to the viewings if you're there. Uh, there's nothing more frustrating <laughs> when you're standing there and you've got a lot of people turning up and half of them don't turn up. Um, written references. If you've got the written references, it saves us a lot of time um, that we've got it on paper as opposed to having to ring someone and we can't get in touch with them. And when you're them. given those written references, how are you 
do they just need to make sure it's got the name, number, email, so that it can be, if you wanted to double check yeah. it was a real preference and you can yeah. do that? Yeah, we have, a, we have um, a viewing agent who's also a, a trainee property manager who checks these, background checks all of these for us. But because we've got them there and they're written, it saves us having to do a lot of the chasing. You know, yeah. we're just ringing to confirm these things. Um, you know, like I say, a lot of people are busy and they don't take the time or effort to call us back. It's just shortening a step for you, got, you know, for potential tenants, you know, if they've got it there in writing, if they've got pets, definitely supply pet references. Um, you know, it's it's a bit of a myth that, you know, no one will rent um, with pets. If you've got rental references and they're there to present to the owner, the owner can at least consider it. You know, um, sometimes we can, you know, sometimes we've had the chat with owners and convinced them into taking pets. So you've got to give that evidence to help your case. Yeah, and to make um, it easier for everybody else. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, there's an opportunity on um, on our application process to um, put in notes from applicant. Tell us a bit about yourself. Don't yeah. just leave it blank because otherwise it's just a piece of paper with your name and address and your phone number and your, not gonna make and your date of birth. Well. It's, it doesn't mean a lot. Um, but if you sort of tell us a little bit about you, that you've been here for whatever you're comfortable with, obviously there's a lot of privacy laws these days, but, um, you know, what, what's comfortable to tell us about that you've been in the region for some time, that you're you're a local to the area and, you know, you've, you've been here and you want to stay here. It gives us a better idea of, you know, who you are as a person, even before we engage you. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, thank you, Nathan. Um, I'll put your details as well in the podcast chat. So if anybody wants to reach out and be another one of your <laughs> applications. Absolutely. Then they can. And if anybody needs help with, you know, managing their, renting their property as well, Nathan's here and the Baileys. Absolutely. Give us a shout. If you're not sure of anything, happy to help where I can. Yeah. And you do rental appraisals as well. Yep. No, they can make sure that they're Yep. We do there. rental appraisals. If you give us a call and you need us to come and have a look or you've got something that you're building and it's off the plans, you can send through the plans. Yeah. Um, myself or anyone on the team are able to, to assist with that. No Perfect. problems at all. Thank you. Alrighty. No worries at all. So thanks again for listening today. Um, I hope you enjoyed that and got some good information out there. And if you're looking for, you know, a rental at the moment, there's some good tips that Nathan has shared. Don't forget, as usual, to like and subscribe. Um, You know, it really does help me out. And next week, we've got a really interesting guest again on. So see you then.